really got to try on that left-hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth, the podcast that offers news, results, predictions, and maybe every now and then a little bit of insight into the world of rugby union. Who am I? I'm David Lawrence. I'm an American rugby fan who follows rugby all over the globe. Uh, As most of you will know by now, I root for my beloved New England Free Jacks. I root for the USA Eagles. I root for Scotland. And if Super Rugby actually comes back, I will again be rooting for the Highlanders. Ooh, they were so close last year. Of course, what I'm always looking for is good rugby wherever I can find it, even at odd hours. The Scrum of the Earth is a weekly podcast with bonus episodes occasionally thrown in. Uh, in fact, the bonus episodes uh, have thus far greatly outnumbered the regular apps, so I may need to uh, relook at my own terminology here. Uh, to those of you who have been listening so far, thank you for coming along and for getting in touch. I just I love it. It's been great. Uh, the more you ask and offer, the better I can make the, bo- the pod for you and for everyone. So how do you get in touch? Well, of course, I am at of Scrum on Twitter. Uh, you can also use the Scrum of the Earth at gmail.com. If you can be bothered to leave a review, that would help me immensely. And if you leave a five-star review, I will happily read it out on the pod, no matter what it says, of course, within family-friendly parameters. I did get that one uh, nice review pretty early on, but it has been silent since then. So if you've been on the fence, please just take an extra couple of moments. And, you know, i got to admit myself, I'm super lazy about doing that too. Uh, I listen to so many podcasts and they're always asking and I always think, oh yeah, I'll do that. And then I don't. So my new little pledge is every time I record a pod and ask you all to do it, I'm going to make sure I go do that myself. Um, So who knows? Maybe that'll help everybody. So the Scrum of the Earth does follow a specific format and it is thus. Each week I will be covering current updates. That's just what's up with me personally. Uh, Some news, what's happening around the world of rugby union. Things to chew on, what's got me interested or annoyed this week. Of course, scores and results, the two terms mean the same thing, but it depends where in the world you are, I guess. And then we'll look at upcoming matches and predictions. Uh, I'm happy again this week to report that my predictions were spot on, and uh, I hope that obviously random luck (laughs) sticks with me a little while longer. That would be pretty cool. Current updates. Okay, this has absolutely nothing to do with rugby, but this is the segment about what's happening in my own life, and this was just a a weird one. I'm at a store recently, and uh, I'm just getting a bottle of milk, and as I'm checking out, just about to leave, and the cashier says, I don't know, I've been hearing way too much about UFOs lately. Kind of a strange little thing to come unprompted, but it's me, and I can't resist kind of being a wisecracker, I guess, and uh, so... Instead of just saying, okay, and leaving, I said, uh, or are you hearing just the right amount? And he went, no, no, uh, no, it's just way too much. And the, and the thing that the people don't realize, almost nobody knows that, you know, like 70% of the things they find are just government spy satellites anyway. Hardly anyone knows that. So at that point, I sort of smiled behind my mask and, uh, gleefully departed it was it was pretty interesting uh (laughs) i'm really tempted to go back and i don't know either act like i've been abducted or i don't know what i could do but it's really tempting to somehow mess with him but i guess his world might be a little more interesting than mine right now anyway in the news uh sorry to say not much good news this week 
Uh, the Delta variant seems to be kicking all sorts of new butt. Uh, I'm honestly starting to fear for events planned for this fall. Um, to be put a real selfish spin on it, should I go ahead and cancel my ticket to see the All Blacks when they visit here, uh, when they come to Washington, D.C. in October? I mean, I mean is the event going to happen? Will it be safe? Will New Zealand actually be willing to send players to a country as far behind as we are right now? I'm starting to think that my smart move would be to cancel things now when I can actually get my money back rather than uh, take the double double dose of frustration when it happens in October. Uh, not feeling good about that, but this is not a, pod, a podcast about health or public policy, so I'm just going to leave it there for now. And who knows? Maybe things will turn around. Uh, things to chew on, I'm also a little bit... I don't want to say frustrated. Uh, I'm uh, pessimistic about what they're calling the United Rugby Championship. I imagine the people involved trying to organize it are at least as frustrated as as we are as fans. But, uh, you know, the real frustration, I guess, is how different countries are dealing with the pandemic and how that affects the interconnections between those countries. So I'm not going to go on about that again. But man, oh, man, South Africa, they've got to get their ducks in order if this competition has any chance of happening at all. You know, TikTok folks, seriously, ugh, you got to get it together. Okay, on to the scores and results, and we have a lot to dissect this week, that is for sure. Uh, so we did have Curry Cup, and we did have round two of the NPC, but the big matches, of course, were in the opening round of the boringly named but always exciting Rugby Championship. Uh, once again, as predicted here, there were no upsets this weekend. New Zealand went on to smash the Aussies 57-22 to in a game that was really never in doubt, despite appearances. Uh, as I mentioned last pod, something about the inevitability of these outcomes can make these matches tough to watch sometimes. Um, I, I honestly feel for their fans. It must be gut-wrenching to have that feeling over and over again. It's just ugh. So later in the same day, of course, the Springboks cruised past Argentina 32-12, to scoring three tries to the Pumas' nil. So in any event... There were obviously some really exciting moments on Saturday. Uh, I've got some notes worth sharing from both of the biggies, but uh, to be fair, I have a lot more notes from Bledisloe too. I think a, a general sense of disappointment had sort of set in by later in the afternoon. Uh, I'm someone who can't help but root for underdogs, and Saturday was not a day for underdogs. So uh, specifically about the ABs, uh, did any of you notice when Brody Retallick scored his try right about the 24th minute, I'm pretty sure diving onto the pitch is what tore his jersey wide open. That's commitment to landing, I guess. That, that's pretty cool. I also feel like that would be a really cool jersey to own and just sort of have framed on a wall somewhere. So I know this is an incredibly out-of-date reference, but I it was staring me in the face all, all day. Uh, do any of you remember the movie Coming to America? Because Richie Mwanga looks like an ad for Soul Glow. I'm not kidding. Uh, I also wanted to talk about Artie Savia, one of my favorite players. Ugh, I like to call him the barbed wire tumbleweed. He's just a, a rolling, roiling mass of violence. It's incredible to watch. I, I feel like if I got near the guy, if I got within six inches of the guy, something bad would happen, and I'd be like, I have to go home now. Uh, I did notice, we all know the All Blacks love to score tries right at the end of the half and then another right at the beginning of the second half. So I wrote down, they scored a try at the 32-minute mark. Does that count as their obligatory just-before-halftime try, or do we have another one on the way? Well, <laughs> guess what? Um, oh, you know what? You know what I don't think I mentioned? Uh, as I've said before, I'm watching these things on Flow Rugby. Once again, this weekend, no commentators at all. 
In fact, they skipped the lead-up, so we didn't even get the pre-match stuff on that analysis. They sort of started the broadcast right as the national anthems were about to start. And then and there were commentators during that, uh, just as they set up the haka. And then the game started and nothing. It's just the, the wall of silence was back. Uh, if any of you know anyone who works for, for Flow Rugby, please tell them to get it together. Uh, oh, in fact, I also mentioned here, for some reason, the comms do come back for halftime. So they do this analysis at the halftime, and it almost makes it worse because you're like, ah, now I know exactly what I've been missing for this entire game so far. I went on to mention the uh, the Severis try. <laughs> and one more annoying thing about watching Flow Rugby. So when you go to click on the event replay, I never got my butt up at 3 a.m. as I had planned to watch it live. So watching it later, you go to click on the event, and instead of going to the event, it brings you to like a folder of videos about the event. Uh, I know what they're trying to do. They're obviously trying to give the viewer more content, more stuff. But the videos have names like the Severis Interception. And you can't miss them. You can't not see them. So instantly you learn things that you don't want to know about the game before you even have a chance to start watching. And it's really annoying. Again, if any of you work for Flow or know somebody who does, tell them to get it together. Um, there was some time wasting. I wrote here, I don't think either team is springboking and intentionally wasting time. But there was a scrum that happened at the 56-minute mark. Uh, it started at right at almost exactly 56 minutes. It finished at around 59.29. So three and a half minutes just to get a scrum going. Ugh, I'm starting to see what the uh, people are complaining about on all the other pods. I mentioned, uh, again, my boy, Artie, doing some amazing work to eventually get to the, bo the ball to Will. I will be there when a try can be scored, Jordan. Uh, and after the conversion, that put the unstoppable All Blacks up 50-15. to 15. Uh, with Bowden Barrett coming in to kick his first uh, points since coming on late. And then, of course, at the end, the New Zealanders got the insult to injury try. Like, it's after time's up, there's literally no way for the Aussies to actually come back and win, but they feel compelled to keep trying anyway, and then they cough it up, and the New Zealanders go in for another another try to make it a an even more embarrassing total. It's, it's rough. Um, and about the Wallabies... Watching them on Saturday, I did notice they were getting a lot more offloads, but they still seem to be their own worst enemy. It's just like, good thing, good thing, bad thing. Uh, one thing that's bugging me in general about these matches too, international matches in particular, the no-punch fighting, it's enough already. The, this, this, I'm going to grab you by the scruff of the neck and act like I'm going to punch you, and then I'm going to smile to try to make you mad, and we're just going to sit there smiling at each other intensely, while we, we know that no one is going to throw a punch, unless you're Scotland in a Six Nations match against France, I guess. But nobody's going to do it. Nobody's going to risk getting thrown off. You know, uh, Eben Etzebeth is not going to get himself thrown out, red carded out of an important game just to take a swing at you because he, he's just not that dumb. Nobody's going to do it. So can we just all accept that it doesn't make you a tough guy to act tough when you know no one's going to do anything about it? Let's just skip that stuff now. Um, Tony Banks, I was kind of on him last week. He, he does look good. Am I imagining it or does his kicking just look weird? Is there something that's really just weird about his form in general? Maybe it's me. Uh, I did like that the Wallabies decided to come back with the same nine and 10 pairing as last week, despite criticism from people like me. Um, it's good to see, by the way, please help me out. Is it Lalesio or Lalesio? Cause I hear it both ways and, uh, I'm just curious. So it's good to see him get back on the horse. Uh, 
he got his first pen kick just after the 30 minute mark. Um, it was nice to see him sort of shake off the uh, the rust from last week or whatever it was that was had stricken him. I also go on to talk about Michael Hooper, of course. Imagine what the Aussies would look like without him. The the engine on that guy, the amount of things he does, the extra yards. Ugh, the guy is just incredible. And I just, as I was saying earlier, I feel so bad for Aussie fans in the first place. Imagine if they didn't have Michael Hooper. Oof. Uh, the exciting part of my notes was about um, the Wallabies actually getting the end of half score. I had written down Tate. I, I love Tate McDermott. I think he's awesome. Um, I've missed having uh, Nick White and some of the injured guys in there too, sure. But Tate, this was his chance. Uh, I think he's really taking it. And I think he's one of the part of the future for the, the Wallabies for sure. Um, Another conversion for Noah at the half. That was nice. And then I even wrote down here, this is how they pull you in. This is that feeling you always get. The ABs, they score almost immediately in the game, making you feel like it's foregone conclusion. But then they kind of ease off the gas. The Aussies claw back and claw back. And now, as I was writing this, they were just a converted try from taking the lead with the ball in New Zealand territory. And in your heart, you just know they're going to they're gonna screw it up. And then that's what happens. I did. Uh, I did appreciate the Aussies' effort. They, they talk about never say die. Um, again, Tate came into the notes. How did Tate hold on to the ball after getting absolutely blown up? And then right after that, Gormbete lays down another spine-racking tackle. The, the Wallabies at that point in the game, all the engines were on full right now. Even Damian McKenzie looked like, okay, please don't hit me that hard. I mean, come on. But. I said here immediately after number 13 for Oz gets way overconfident, allows himself to be tackled into touch, giving the ABs the ball back with great space. Oi, here it comes. And that was at the 45 minute mark about uh, over aggression of the breakdown. The Wallabies combined with the endless savviness of Aaron Smith equals a pretty easy try for Cody Taylor. And then I just wrote, yep, the inevitability is here in full force. And that's what it was. So, you know, some absolute top-level rugby got played that, well, for me that morning. I'm disappointed the final blood is low is not going to matter. Um, but here's hoping that uh, both sides could use that opportunity to to field some young talent, maybe see what some new, fresh faces might look like, and maybe get a more exciting match out of it. Okay, looking at the Springboks hosting the Pumas, uh, I, don't, I don't really think anyone was surprised by the end result, though I have to say as a neutral, it was a pretty fun match to watch for the most part. Uh, I did spend a lot more time just watching and enjoying and a lot less time uh, trying to hastily scribble notes. Um, in the end, Springboks got a nice 20-point victory while getting a look at a few new faces. I'm not sure what Argentina's takeaways from this game will be. They're a squad that seems in flux to me right now. Um, their defense has been really good, but it's just it's hard to know what you're going to get with them right now. Um, so just a few notes. Uh Man, oh man, the difference with no fans there. Seeing a game with, you know, a nice packed house all on their feet and then transitioning to a game in the same competition that there's not a single butt in the seat, that's rough. And I know it's not fun for the players either. So it's not a not a complaint, just more of a, wow, I can't wait for that to go back to normal if it ever does. So box fans are probably still sad that Faf is out, but I, for one, am glad to see more Kobus. I, I think he's been great. I wonder if there's some way that the box can use the two of them together. Um, I don't have any suggestions, but I would be curious if that was possible. Uh, right at the beginning of the match, like before it started, 
I find it really odd. South Africa have their hype guys come out, you know, those guys in sort of traditional garb. They're absolutely enormous and they do some traditional dances and just get the crowd fired up. There's literally no one there to hype up. So I'm not quite sure what they're doing. Of course, then I wrote down, uh, except me, and it kind of worked a bit. I, they got me kind of hyped up. So anyway, I was shocked to see that uh, Dweba got his first test for the box. I could have sworn I'd seen him in a Springboks jersey more than once. I, I, I was really surprised by that, but I thought he was great. Uh, it was fun seeing him in action. Uh, I'm trying to remember where I see him normally because um, I definitely had it wrong, but I thought he was really strong. So, And, and I think his line-out throws were good. Um, I mentioned the national anthems. That was kind of silly. Uh, Argentina's defense, again, looking really good. Um, Elton Yanchis, I thought, was good. Uh, it's funny. When I started watching South Africa, he was on a lot more. He doesn't get as much time now. And the first couple times I saw him, he was really good. And then I saw him have some real stinkers. He seems like a guy who resides in his own emotions. If uh, You can almost see how good his game's going to be based on the expression on his face and how uh, into it or upset he looks at any given moment. Um, I mentioned that I didn't like the way Argentina was handling the high kicks. I think that's where South Africa was able to take some advantage. Um, a lot of the scrums were really weird, and so many times there's a, a scrum penalty and nobody even mentions what it was or who it was against or what happened. Um, that's something I missed from the, the Lions series. The, the coverage I had of the Lions series um, the comms were all over the scrums and explained so much. It was just fantastic. And this is like the opposite of that. From the Springboks perspective, uh, you had to have liked the performances you got out of people like Afalele Fassi. Uh, he gobbled up over 30 meters with only four runs. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Jasper Visa, who won Man of the Match, was great. I also think, uh, I always think Waha is solid. And uh, the gigantic toddler himself, Lou Diaga, was always great. It uh, was great as always, winning five lineouts and stealing another to boot. So that was pretty good and unsurprising, frankly. I enjoy looking at the game stats after matches like this. So Argentina had a little more possession, not much. It was close. It was like 54 to 46. They had more defenders beaten, 22 to 14. They had more than twice as many offloads. But the killer, no doubt was the turnover stat. The, the Pumas coughed up 16 to the Springboks 11. High numbers for both teams, but uh, 16. Man, oh, man, you're just handing that game away. So, as I said, there was definitely some fine footy being played, but uh, I hope, I don't know, next week I'm hoping for something a little more interesting. Maybe an upset or maybe something dramatic. I don't know. So, in the other results this weekend, we did have the Curry Cup, again, sort of oddly beginning midweek and delivering some interesting scores, I thought. I think I mentioned last time the Sharks game was canceled due to COVID, but the other two Wednesday matches went ahead. Uh, the Cheetahs and the Golden Lions managed to draw at 44-all. It's always supposed to be tough when your team scores 40 points and you get nothing out of it. Uh, and meanwhile, the Blue Bulls absolutely crushed the Griquas, 112-59. to 59. Not a ton of defense being played in that one, I guess. Uh, both the Blue Bulls and the Golden Lions had to then turn around and play each other on Saturday where the Bulls again basically doubled their opponent's score, this time winning 48-21 away. Today, Sunday, the Sharks managed to get back on the field and beat the Cheetahs by 38-31, while Western Province managed to draw with the Pumas 40 points apiece. Meanwhile, over in the NPC on Friday, County's Manukau failed to score a try while losing at home to North Harbor 6-14. Uh, Canterbury uh, just barely squeaked by Man uh, Manawatu, by one single point, winning 25-24. to 24. 
The Tasman Makos did beat Auckland 16-11. to On Saturday, Hawks Bay looked strong at home, beating Otago 34-10, to and the Southland Stags lost at home to the Bay of Plenty 11-31, to while Waikato held serve in an 80-point thriller, winning 43-37. to Oh, and today, Taranaki took advantage of their home field advantage, absolutely thrashing Northland by a final score of 48-14. to Phew, that is a lot of good rugby. Um, and again, I will... Again, put it out to the listener to provide any insight you might have into the Scottish Super 6. I would love to check that out, too. I haven't heard anything yet, but please get in touch. In any event, that brings us to upcoming matches and predictions. So, the boringly named but very exciting Rugby Championship, or BNBVERC for short, does continue next weekend. Uh, Argentina's, quote, home, unquote, slot will be played again at Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium. It's hard to see a result much different than this week. Though that would be nice. So let's say the box by 14 this time. Meanwhile, the Kiwis and the Aussies are both off this coming weekend, which seems a bit odd, but hey, what are you going to do? As it stands, New Zealand will travel to Perth on the 28th to make their continuing possession of the Bledisloe official. I see this game maybe being more fun than the last one, with maybe a whole slew of fresh new faces. That would be cool. Especially, I mean, mean, on both sides, that would be really cool. But I still need to pick the All Blacks by 21. I've decided not to attempt predictions for the Curry Cup or the NPC as I, I just haven't watched enough yet to feel like I have a, a good handle on it. I will, however, continue to cover the results at least as long as I am bothering to pay for Flow Rugby. We'll see about that. So in the spirit of growing the game and uh, growing the world of rugby podcasts, I guess, I've decided to start highlighting a podcast I listen to each week. And this week, I would like to point you all towards one called the Scrum 5 Podcast. It's a a rugby podcast based in Wales. They recently concluded a fantastic four-part miniseries about the controversial Lions Tour of 1974, a tour which also saw them traveling to South Africa, but at a very different time in history. The sporting world had turned its collective back on South Africa and its racist apartheid regime, 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 Uh, but rugby decided it was different. So apart from all the regular coverage and analysis they do, they do wonderful and fascinating side projects like this one. I just can't recommend them highly enough. I love it. Um, links to all their material can be found in the show notes for this pod. Check them out. It's, it, you, you won't be sorry. Okay, that about does it for this week. Really fun stuff, guys. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you as always. I, I continue to implore all of you to reach out with your questions, your ideas, whatever you've got, just anything that you feel like chatting about. Um, it's really the best part of this whole enterprise is hearing from you folks. So please follow me at of scrum. You can email me at the scrum of the earth at gmail.com. If you'd like to help me spread the word, uh, about the pod to other rugby fans, please share it, uh, leave positive reviews wherever you get your podcasts. Like I said, I got that one review, but it's been quiet since then. So take a moment to help me out if you can. And if you've been enjoying what you've been hearing, you can always buy me a drink through the link in the show description. There's the, uh, buy me a coffee dot com thing which is i think is a pretty cool little thing that i've been taking advantage of for the pods i listen to as well so as always i couldn't be happier to continue to share this crumb of the earth with you all thank you so much cheers talk to you soon be well you can be all the things you always wanted to be beautiful Sexy, easiest one, two, three. Just let yourself so go.
shine through. Just light your.